Vatican Radio presents Fratelli Tutti The Encyclical Letter of His Holiness Pope Francis on Fraternity and Social Friendship Adapted for radio by Mara Michelli English production directed by Sister Bernadette Mary Rees. Chapter 3, Part 3 Rights Without Borders No one, then, can remain excluded because of his or her place of birth, much less because of privileges enjoyed by others who were born in lands of greater opportunity. The limits and borders of individual states cannot stand in the way of this. As it is unacceptable that some have fewer rights by virtue of being women, it is likewise unacceptable that the mere place of one's birth or residence should result in his or her possessing fewer opportunities for a developed and dignified life. Development must not aim at the amassing of wealth by a few, but must ensure human rights, personal and social, economic and political, including the rights of nations and of peoples. The right of some to free enterprise or market freedom cannot supersede the rights of peoples and the dignity of the poor, or, for that matter, respect for the natural environment. For if we make something our own, it is only to administer it for the good of all. Business activity is essentially a noble vocation directed to producing wealth and improving our world. God encourages us to develop the talents he gave us, and he has made our universe one of immense potential. In God's plan, each individual is called to promote his or her own development, and this includes finding the best economic and technological means of multiplying goods and increasing wealth. Business abilities, which are a gift from God, should always be clearly directed to the development of others and to eliminating poverty, especially through the creation of diversified work opportunities. The right to private property is always accompanied by the primary and prior principle of the subordination of all private property to the universal destination of the earth's goods, and thus the right of all to their use. 
the rights of peoples. Nowadays, a firm belief in the common destination of the Earth's goods requires that this principle also be applied to nations, their territories, and their resources. Seen from the standpoint not only of the legitimacy of private property and the rights of citizens, but also of the first principle of the common destination of goods, we can then say that each country also belongs to the foreigner, inasmuch as a territory's goods. Must not be denied to a needy person coming from elsewhere, as the bishops of the United States have taught. There are fundamental rights that precede any society, because they flow from the dignity granted to each person as created by God. This presupposes a different way of understanding relations and exchanges between countries. If every human being possesses an inalienable dignity, if all people are my brothers and sisters, and if the world truly belongs to everyone, then it matters little whether my neighbor was born in my country or elsewhere. My own country also shares responsibility for his or her development, although it can fulfill that responsibility in a variety of ways. It can offer a generous welcome to those in urgent need, or work to improve living conditions in their native lands by refusing to exploit those countries or to drain them of natural resources, backing corrupt systems that hinder the dignified development of their peoples. What applies to nations is true also for different regions within each country, since there too great inequalities often exist. At times, the inability to recognize equal human dignity leads the more developed regions in some countries to think that they can jettison the dead weight of poorer regions and so increase their level of consumption. We are really speaking about a new network of international relations, since there is no way to resolve the serious problems of our world if we continue to think only in terms of. Mutual assistance between individuals or small groups. Nor should we forget that inequity affects not only individuals but entire countries. It compels us to consider an ethics of international relations. Indeed, justice requires recognizing and respecting not only the rights of individuals but also social rights and the rights of peoples. This means finding a way. To ensure the fundamental right of peoples to subsistence and progress, a right which is at times severely restricted by the pressure created by foreign debt. In many instances, debt repayment not only fails to promote development, but gravely limits and conditions it. While respecting the principle that all legitimately acquired debt must be repaid. The way in which many poor countries fulfil this obligation should not end up compromising their very existence and growth. Certainly, all this calls for an alternative way of thinking. Without an attempt to enter into that way of thinking, what I am saying here will sound wildly unrealistic. 
On the other hand, if we accept the great principle that there are rights born of our inalienable human dignity, we can rise to the challenge of envisaging a new humanity. We can aspire to a world that provides land, housing, and work for all. This is the true path of peace, not the senseless and myopic strategy of sowing fear and mistrust in the face of outside threats. For a real and lasting peace will only be possible on the basis of a global ethic of solidarity and cooperation in the service of a future shaped by interdependence and shared responsibility in the whole human family. You have been listening to a Vatican Radio production of Fratelli Tutti. The Encyclical Letter of His Holiness Pope Francis on Fraternity and Social Friendship. Adapted for radio by Mara Micheli. English production directed by Sister Bernadette Mary Rees. In collaboration with the Vatican Publishing House, Libreria Editrice Vaticana. Featuring the voices of James Finnegan, Father Michael Kong, Thaddeus Jones, and Sister Bernadette Rees.